The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Uh, no. You want to know who his dad is? Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. You ready? Dun, 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 dun. John Williams? Yep. Wow. John Williams' son is the front man and lead singer for Toto, and he wrote and sang the theme song for Disney's Gummy Bears, bouncing here <sighs> and there. That's a bop, too. Everywhere. I bet that's on Leo's list. On Gummy Bears? Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah why wouldn't yeah. it be? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's a good one, and I mean, just for solid singing, it's great. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I love that theme song, I really do. Toto's so underrated. It's it's one of the, my early memories of MTV was seeing the music video for Rosanna, and and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and that song was actually written about Rosanna Arquette. No kidding. Okay. Wow, I'm dropping a whole lot of knowledge on you guys today. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what kind of podcast oh. is this? What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the oh that's good hey uh before i close this out justin a couple you might want to write down um mc front a lot i don't know if okay uh stoop sale is a good one uh but he he does some good stuff um dolly rats <laughs> uh save ferris save ferris yeah oh i love save ferris yeah so you, you got big into that uh, uh deal. yeah yep yeah. So um, you spent a lot of time listening to the soundtrack for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. No. Uh I am I am looking at a couple of songs that literally show up in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater <laughs> I, on this list right now. I've never even Superman played. Time Bomb by Rancid. Oh, Time I, Bomb was on, I thought it was California Sun, no? Or no, that was on uh, South Park. Time bombs on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. California Sun. I mean, that's my favorite thing about pop punk is that when I'm driving around and like any of any of the pop punk songs that that I've gravitated towards over the years like pop up, I I all of a sudden, no matter what neighborhood or city I'm in, it will instantly turn into a level from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So, mind blown. I've never played Tony Hawk. Yeah, this interview, I, this I interview is like, over. I feel like it's it's one of those things that that you know most people kind of ran through, you know, and like, oh, okay, you know, at the time I was just looking. Um, oh, Primus, Jerry was a race car driver. driver. Superman by Goldfinger, Goldfinger, Blue Thunder by Aquacy, um, Here and Now by the Ernies, uh, Suicide Machines with New Girl, Nothing to Me by Speed Dealer, Screamer by Speed Dealer, Psycho. It's like CYCO Vision by Suicidal Tendencies, Ain't Got Time to Waste by YZ Aim, Police Truck by the Dead Kennedys, nice. <laughs> uh, Lee Hot or Lay Hot 99, Kenny McLeod, Committed by Unsane, Euro Barge by the Vandals, and Vilified by Even Rude. So maybe there's a second. Yeah, there's all right. So there's a second one that has uh, Bad Religion. Um, food Keep in mind, like when I say Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I, I extend that to like part two as well because like. Wow, Both of those games, were, 
both of those games have a shitload of pop punk. Well, you're you're not wrong too because I know it, I'm not. Another it, way to say that is that I'm right. Well, no, it's <laughs> there's a different version. So the PS2 version had different music than um, the one on PS1. So Tony Hawk Pro oh. Skater One on a different system had more songs. Oh. So, so it's interesting. And then yeah, like Tribe Called Quest, Rage Against the Machine. Holy crap, man! There's there's a lot going on there. Oh so, yeah. I mean that was that was half the fun of those games was like actual like decent music on it you know the MLB games used to be like that too like MLB uh, two thousand three right that was like where I discovered Shine Down I was like who's who's singing Fly from the Inside you know I'm like mm-hmm. oh okay you know and I'm like I'm like and also very poignant song so <laughs> damn it. I'm going to have a fucking time bomb by Rancid stuck in my head all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's already started. Like, my brain is just, black coat, white shoes, black hat, Cadillac. <laughs> Boys, a time bomb. Fuck. Fuck. All right. Nice. Go, go watch Can't Hardly Wait and get some new songs stuck in your head. <laughs> well, I knew old songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can listen oh. to Love Burger. <laughs> Did you listen so- to uh, Jonathan Colton? The name sounds familiar. Uh, Justin, he's a local guy. I've never heard of him. Um, oh, he looks familiar too. Yeah. What's he? he uh, what does he do? IKEA. Oh my God! Re your brains. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's how I know him. Yep. Oh my, Justin! It's a fucking song about somebody turning like a zombie apocalypse, but like the guy is a zombie writing an email to was it a co-worker yeah or yeah saying, oh, that like, sounds funny but yeah. hey listen I, we, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt you we just want we just want to eat your brains so you know just do the reasonable thing and and, and come outside so we can eat your brains <laughs> he sends he sends an email that's so funny <laughs> the, the name of the song is re your brains like yeah. regarding your brains it's fucking i remember the first time i, I heard it it's very like, warm bodies isn't it <laughs> Very much. <laughs> Very warm bodies. I'll play. Um, hey, Tom, it. it's Bob from the office down the hall. <laughs> it's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand. But here's an FYI, you're all gonna die screaming. All we wanna do is <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, it's it's awesome my my kids got me on one called lemon demon um the ultimate oh. showdown of uh, oh ultimate. love it yeah what a song that's on my list too yeah have, have you heard that one brandon no i'm i'm still running through fucking re your brains in my head sorry <laughs> yeah you, you may want to you may want to check that one out at what least up? just for the pop culture references hold on hold on are Go you like a sinestro shirt or is that superman oh nice okay Oh, it's the Irish Superman. <laughs> the ultimate showdown yes. of Ultimate right. Destiny. Love it. 
old Godzilla was hopping around Tokyo City like a big playground when suddenly Batman burst from the shade and hit Godzilla with a bat grenade. Godzilla got pissed and began to attack, but didn't expect to be blocked by Shaq. He proceeded to open up a can of Shaq too when Eric Carter came out of the blue. Nice. Reading up Shaquille O'Neal. I, I don't know, not, like, can we even play that while we're recording, Leo? I don't think so. I, I don't think any of what <laughs> no. we just had with music. If you oh, well. mute the music, then then you're fine. <laughs> like, we'll just have to go and we should have, we should have, like, done this. Just take out the first nine yeah. minutes, you know? Right right before right before we did it, so that way he could see a fucking spike if he was yeah. looking at the sound. We'd be like, oh, okay, cut from here to here. Oh, well. Okay, sera, sera. Well, uh, when I when I look at the the sound wave, uh, you know, I can often tell when you know when you're talking or Justin's talking. So I can <laughs> yeah, when Brandon's talking, it goes way up. <laughs> I see a but huge spike. You know, it's like I've gotten to the point where I can tell what my breath looks like. So whenever I take a breath and I'm doing editing and all that, I could see it's like okay, that's what it looks like. So, so looks like a looks like the Silence of take. the Lambs moth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, every move I make. That's the creepiest fucking song I've ever heard played at a wedding in my life. Like, be like, oh my god, I love the police. This is such a cute song. Like, are we listening to the same fucking song right now? Because uh, I'm pretty sure where I'm from, uh, <laughs> uh, that's stalking. <laughs> and uh, you're going to end up with at least a restraining order. But that could very easily lead to some kind of assault. Uh, all <laughs> I'm saying is, that's three to five, brother. <laughs> have, you, have you heard um, Don't Stand So Close to Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's such a great song. Uh, I mean, I know it's mentioned in it, but. I just like to a, go with something are, relative. Are you, but... a, are you <laughs> yeah. a fan of Lolita by Nabokov? Because <laughs> like, it sounds like you would be. And I wouldn't say I'm a fan. That you also... sympathize immensely with, with the narrator. <laughs> like. I'm just saying the the protect quote protagonist of that story uh, is not a hero. So reassess nope. some things and don't talk about this to anybody else ever again. That explains the giant Harvey Keitel poster you have. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Yeah. The pimp from uh, taxi driver. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it, hey, what the it, fuck it, did it Harvey Keitel do? Oh, don't get me started. Fiscott <laughs> is Holly Hunter in the movie The Piano. That's what oh. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, God. I I, uh, I actually just want to clarify that I, I love everything that Harley Ke- Harvey Keitel has ever done, even even like the awful characters that he's played. But, uh, man, he was so good. Man, he, uh, he was in a couple of movies that were – it was kind of cool. They were interconnected, uh, done one right after the other. Uh, smoke and blue in the face. They were they were like sister movies. No kidding. Um, to in, yeah, uh, it's got a, a pretty decent cast too. I think Forrest Whitaker's in one of them. Um, yeah, if you ever get the chance, um, I'll check those check out. out. Yeah, I, I mean, I know people like to make jokes about it, and I really, I it's it kind of pisses me off in regards to the cable station itself, because it was really important for me as a kid, like not for stupid puberty reasons, but I mean, generally they played some of the, the most fun schlocky cult, like classic type stuff. Yep. Cinemax, man. 
Cinemax played an awful lot of like independent and kind of out there movies, especially for a cable network, a cable station. That one with Fred Ward that I always uh, confuse with Harvey Keitel, uh, where he's in the world of magic, and that one guy gets killed with all the business cards in the bathroom. Cast a Deadly cr- Spell? Yes, that movie's friggin' badass. That's HBO. Was that HBO? Okay. That's HBO. Well, that, yeah, that was exactly the scenario in which I was thinking, so. Yeah. Um, Unless you're a big fan of Black Scorpion with uh, Joan Severance. <laughs> No, you there, can't say. There's a what if for you. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Clancy Brown was in that one too, I think. No he, shit. Um, yeah, because wow. uh he yeah, he's got like a little pencil mustache in it. He mm-hmm. he looks like so far removed from like the Kurgan <laughs> in that movie. Um, but yeah, Fred Ward's character's uh his detective is Lovecraft, HP Lovecraft. That's oh, his I- name. Harry Philip, Detective Harry Philip Lovecraft. <laughs> I yeah, I don't remember that much about it, but it's also one of those things where you could tell me literally any fact about H.P. Lovecraft, like the person, the writer, the anything, and I'm like, I have no reference. I'm like, oh, I know well, about I mean, Cthulhu, I don't know anything about Lovecraft besides like I, he was probably really racist. <laughs> oh no, no, he was definitely really racist, and that's actually one of the things that you know really pisses me off because he's he made some incredible incredible fucking stories and characters you know like just the the whole elder gods and cthulhu and and all that it's amazing and the the interdimensional and body horror especially when you consider the time that he was making those things but he was a virulent fucking racist. Um, and like he, he was like an all-inclusive racist. It's like, oh, if you're not of like British descent and in in America, like while you're here in America, then you're a piece of shit. Like it didn't matter. Like if you were quote white, but you were like Italian, nah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> like yeah. It, it it didn't matter as long if you had if you had like British uh, ancestry heritage uh, and you were like well to do then you were you were fine by by H P Lovecraft. Well, then but he was he was he was essentially like a caste classist um, racist. Then he was know. classist racist for yeah. sure. <laughs> There's um one of the things that we'll cover in Comics Paradox Paradox at one point uh, is the group planetary the comic book planetary and um we might likely touch upon the uh the crossovers that they did uh there's one called planetary the authority ruling the world in which they they kind of they really lean into jim lee's wild storm stuff with planetary and um at one point in one of these stories, I believe it's, I believe that it's the authority crossover. They do um, a lot. Uh, one of the, one of the characters talks about having met. They never outright say his name, I, I believe, but they met a premier horror author in the early part of the 20th century who is known 
for his depictions of uh inter you know interdimensional vortices and um old ancient what we would consider to be evil gods trying to cross over and just destroy humanity it's the only thing they existed for hmm. and it turns out that part of the reason why he had such vivid um in in lurid uh descriptive like terminology and stuff for them is because he was actually seeing the stuff he put himself into a creative fugue state where he actually started to see through the wall of the bleed. Oh, wow. And um, something came over through that membrane and he had it at his, at his estate, at his home. And he called uh, this particular person to come and get them because he was worried uh, that, that they would hatch because they looked like eggs. They were like black and kind of shiny and oval. And uh, he goes, have you seen any movement from the, from them or anything like that? Asking like very Egon Spengler kind of questions to this author. And he's just like, no, nothing yet, but I, I, I do find it worrisome. I, I believe these to be Negro eggs. Oh, geez. And it really just plays into the fact that he was he was just such a racist. <laughs> like a friggin' turd. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. But like that is the yeah. kind of shit that that people like that and I'm using the term people very loosely. Um, you know, believe they want to believe it. Make it's easier to make people you dislike subhuman. Inhuman. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, but like you know, he what pisses me off is that I have a lot of friends in the horror community and there's some crossover there <clears throat> between um, the horror community and the LGBTQ plus community. And some of my friends who are members of the LGBTQ plus community, like good friends, some of my, some of my best friends, my favorite people in the world. Uh, I remember there was a movie that came out uh, based off of a science fiction series that I rather enjoy. Uh, and I don't go for a lot of book series like that, but I really enjoy the Ender series by Orson Scott Card. Oh, yeah. Yep. And um, if you've ever read the series, he does not pepper in his religion. He doesn't. Um, it's not like reading the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or anything like that. The closest you get is... He's able to take the experience he had as a Mormon when he went on missionary work and showing how missionary work is done, like especially like how how that would work in an intergalactic system, you know, Um, and I mean, funny enough, the the planet that takes place like that, everything takes place on the second book. It's um, it's called Lusitania and it's primarily (laughs) Portuguese. And um the planet it's, that sunk. They're all, uh, but they're all, well. That's the original name of Portugal is is Lusitania, and he um, he did his missionary work in Portugal. He speaks Portuguese, and so he was like, I really wanted to like showcase that culture. Um, but the thing about Portuguese culture is they are primarily Catholic, mm-hmm. and this is a Mormon guy 
and he wrote this where it takes place on a primarily Catholic planet, doesn't lean into anything one way or the other. He's just like, hey, this is the culture. This is part of what it is. And that's okay. Like, it, you know, just move on from that. Like, here's our story. This is what it's like for the people who live there. Yeah. And we move on. Um, there's no ideologies put forth on either side. Nothing pushed. Uh, but Orson Scott Card personally, uh, he he's just like, yeah, I don't believe in gay marriage. And I'm like, well, that's okay that you're wrong because you're, you know, you're wrong. You, it doesn't matter if you don't believe in it. It's still a thing. <laughs> you know, like that's my view of it. Uh, and of course that came out well after I had read the Ender series and the, the Ender shadow series. Uh, but when that happened, I, a lot of people started flipping out and saying like, you know, boycott the Ender's game movie and, you know, fuck that dude. Like it was before like quote canceling became a thing, which, you know, it, boycotting is fine. I get it. But for my friends in the horror community, who were also members of the LGBTQ plus community, they were saying all of that, like, no, fuck that dude. Like boycott his movie, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. If you do not want to see his movie or read any of his books, 100% back you up on that. But I do ask that you be consistent. Hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, okay, ready for it? For you and anybody else that thinks that racism should not be tolerated whatsoever. And especially for those of us here who are not just members of, you know, the human race, but the LGBTQ plus community and horror community, but also the black community, people of color don't ever, 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 support anything that's based on an hp lovecraft property ever again and they're like why and i'm like oh here this is why and they said well you know and they that you know yeah, of course. immediately but you see no 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 be consistent be consistent see it when it's about something that you don't actually care about you weren't going to see that movie or read those books anyway so it's real easy to get up on your soapbox and do that but if you're going to say things like that, then you're going to have people like me that say, At one, I back you. I back you. But I will only back you if you're consistent. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold. Robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? 
Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. It's like being a vegan and wearing leather sneakers, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand exactly. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Is like I, com- I completely agree with boycotting Orson Scott Card's stuff. It's not, not just... For anybody that's in the LGBTQ plus community, but for anybody that has a fucking heart and soul, you know what I mean? Like, how can you, I get it. How can you support someone who, who thinks like that? Completely understand that. But like, you know, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Don't, don't make a show of it. But then when it comes to the things that you like, oh, well, that's a different story. You know, in the craziest thing for me was like my my friends who are people of color and in LGBTQ plus community and our horror fans standing up saying, well, you see, I'm like, no, 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 man, I don't give I don't give a shit how much you love the movie from beyond or reanimator. Like if you're if you're going to sit here and, and say, like, this is not good. Well, then that's not good either. It You know, it. it don't don't cherry pick it either either you're okay with with something or you're not it's it i I know it's it it sounds shitty but when you draw that line in the sand yourself you eliminate the gray area it don't it doesn't exist when you make statements like that you know so think twice before you before, before you you know like i said get up on that soapbox because it's real easy for other people that know a little bit more about other things to spin around and you be like, but what? and I hate like what about isms, but there is something to be said for like, okay, that we hear you. However, you do realize ABC as well, right? What? No, but I like ABC. <laughs> well, well, that doesn't. Okay. But you're saying X, Y, Z, which one is it? I'm just, I don't know. It, it's 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 crazy uh how how that shit pans out but um yeah hp lovecraft fantastically horrible stuff um and then when you find out more about him as a person well actually still fantastically horrible just in a very different <laughs> way we we were uh we were having a similar conversation last night about St. Patrick's Day and its origins. And I, I was talking to um our, our family friend who is um um Indian in uh, culture, right? So um 
her family's from India, um, Pakistan, like that sort of area of the world. And, you know, just asking a little bit like, oh, what about, you know, Irish and Irish lore? And what about St. Patrick's Day? I'm like, well, I got to give you this one. Um, It's a day that we celebrate our Irish roots and we do not look back upon its origin of a horrible nature. And we do all of these like hallmark things like that are not necessarily Irish in nature, but we just do them and then just celebrate our, our uh, pride in being Irish. I'm like, and that's it. We just leave it at that. We're like, well, what about the origins? I'm like, Oh, well it's the big confusion is that it was based on, you know, St. Patrick eliminating the uh, snakes from Ireland, which do not exist in Ireland. So it has like a base root of them rooting out all the animals. Yeah. Well, well, the snakes referred to pagans Pagans, and people who were not, you know, like, like, (laughs) exactly. So it it was kind of like, oh, oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we're not going to go too deep into that. It's just, it is what it is. We wear green, you know, like they dye the river. You know, it's like, (laughs) we just leave it at that. Cook County in Illinois, the only, the only, county in all of america that celebrates saint patrick's day as uh as though we're a federal holiday yeah no it's it's a big deal out here man it's literally a county named after the county cook in ireland like it is the highest taxed county in the uh in this state where i reside and it's it's weird like I, i don't buy cigarettes but if you buy cigarettes in in Chicago, there's a Cook County tax, and there's a and there's like a Chicago City tax. So where you'd normally be paying like what, like eight bucks for a thing of cigarettes, right? It's like twelve twelve dollars. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> I'm like, it just blew my mind. I'm like, who can afford that? You know, <laughs> it's just crazy. That you is know? bananas. It, it that is. For, is that for a single pack? Yeah, single pack, dude. Is that for a single pack? Yes, Leo. <laughs> I try not to. I try not to buy. No, 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 I mean, last time, like, uh, my first wife smoked, and and I remember buying like a, um, uh, like my uh, first wife smoked too. <laughs> I, I I like weren't the boxes. Oh like, man, I'm the only like, here who's only had one wife. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, be thankful, Brandon. Be thankful. Oh, I am every day. <laughs> Uh, yeah weren't weren't like cases like 14 bucks or 12 bucks or something? it depends on on when i mean if you're yeah. talking about when were you married to your first life leo and and what did what did she smoke i mean were they virginia slims was it like barbara reds ultralights what are we talking here was she fucking we, we, was she smoking the fucking like the the private label like merit know? Yeah, like, oh, I really love Paul Malls, but I can only afford the Liggetts. All right, <laughs> basics. <laughs> mm. Camel Crush. That's, that's not enough. Could I get could I get the basic 100s? Yeah. You got it. Nothing like a fucking telephone pole in your mouth. Sure, sure thing. You're like, and I'm I like saying that like as, the penguin. I'm, say, I'm saying that as a former smoker. Yeah. Fucking Parliament Lights were the funniest fucking yeah. cigarette in the world to me. It's like, oh. How convenient that they give you a cigarette that you can also scoop a bump of cocaine into the filter. I I like when I would go to my aunt's house and I'm like, Benson and Hedges, huh? So you're the one. Benson and Hedges. (laughs) Oh, Christ. That's fucking great. Welcome to our podcast about cigarette companies. (laughs) You're right. We haven't touched on American spirit yet. (laughs) Yeah. So, and you know, just to let you know, too, um, you know, for St. Patrick's Day, uh, you, you had mentioned it. 
uh, you know, I'm I'm wearing my, you know, my one of my uh, Irish themed shirts. Uh, this one is the Superman symbol, uh, colored in as the Irish flag uh, on a, a a hunter green uh, shirt. This is also Creek. the color for St. Patrick's Day. Believe is it or that not. also green? This is blue. Okay, yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to see like on here, like what color it is. I could see it being either blue, green, or gray, just based this on is, the light. Yeah, this is this is light blue. Um, that's because uh, Saint, no, not Saint. I'm sorry, uh, Henry the Eighth. Uh, he declared himself the King of Ireland back in the 1500s, and he had uh, a coat of arms created for Ireland that included the color blue. So for the longest time, blue was the color associated with Ireland. And then eventually green seeped in. So I try to stick with a little bit of both. Thankfully, they're complementary colors. Imagine if it was like purple and orange. Oh, fuck you guys. What is this? The Phoenix Suns? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I like but, the uh, orange color. That's that's. uh you know, and that's that's your Northern Ireland. So, yeah, I was going to say uh, my family is from the Republic of Ireland. So uh, orange can get fucked. I just like the color. It doesn't bunch matter. of fucking dirty proddies. <laughs> that's the proddies and Kathy's. No, no, I know. I, I Yeah, I've seen <laughs> I've seen the quiet man. So I know. So, oh, yeah, fair enough. I yeah, I <laughs> I grew up in an incredibly Irish section of Boston where a lot no! of my family <laughs> also still lives. Uh, Charlestown and and South Boston, or uh, as anybody from this area would say, uh, Charlestown and Southie, or Charles Newtown, hmm. Charles Newtown, <laughs> yeah, Charles Newtown. Oh. Do they get upset because they had like one neighbor that liked the New York Knicks or some shit? They'd be like, "That fuck over there likes the Knicks," and it's like, that no, because one guy. They- and one he, guy and likes he, that team? <laughs> no, because that one guy, if he's living in that area, he will they will likely be smart enough to know not to put forth their predilection towards the Knicks and such. <laughs> it's just like yeah, because obviously I didn't say the Yankees, but still it's like And go Mets! What? <laughs> no. What did you just say? What were you born before 1985? What the Who hell? This fucking clown over here. Oh, I like the New York Knickerbockers. Daryl Strawberry you... over here says he likes the Mets. Get a fucking load of Shlomo. Jesus, Mary and <laughs> Joseph. This fucking dude out of here. Oh, Mr. Manhattan over here. <laughs> oh, somebody get this guy a Long Island iced tea. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want us to play some Billy Joel for you? Watch Mr. Piano Man, huh? Yes. Why do I feel like I'm being attacked? Yeah. You may, you may you be Mets right. Fan, really? I may no, no, be no, no. Crazy. I like I like Billy Joel and Long Island Long Island Icees. Oh no, it's uh, <laughs> we're just we're just generalizing, you know. Well, oh, Long Joel. Island Psychic over here. The Knicks gonna win? I yeah, don't think yeah. so. It's <laughs> the Knicks. Billy Joel's from Long Island. That Long Island sound, kid. Hey, Davidson, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of Columbo for the new new generation. Just a couple <laughs> questions, child. Who likes me? You know, it's like <laughs> no, it it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I understand that. It's just one thing that I'm having trouble with. Maybe you could explain it to me. 
Why did you murder someone? Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was. Like no, I said, you. <laughs> like I said the other night on, on the Wednesday show. Yes, yes. You're very smart. Now shut up. <laughs> That's and, I, I, and I made note. He also sounds like the girl from Poker Face. So it's. Uh... Well, oh, I was. Of course. Yeah. I was saying it in reference to Poker Face just yeah. being Columbo. It's like literally the same thing. Like Columbo walks in and is like, Thank you. I, I, you know, I just wanted to clear that up. I, I, I was trying to get it straight in my brain, but you know, there is one thing that I noticed and maybe you could clear that up for me to which, and to then which the you, go to face, goes, huh? you, you, you go to poker face, you go to poker face and there's La Natasha Leone. She's like, <clears throat> yeah, so I was confused and I was just trying to get it straight in my brain, but then, you know, it must be okay. But I was wondering if you could clear this up for me. I was wondering. It's like it's literally the same shit going down to the same goddamn raspy voice and accent. It's 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 ridiculous. I mean, that's great that people like the show. Oh, I love it. I'm just <laughs> it, it, I'm just so frustrated because there are you, so many people <laughs> are are like screaming and shouting about it. Like Ryan Johnson discovered fire in. It's like no man, he is he is literally doing everything that all the detective shows from the 70s into the 80s did. It's just they all got replaced by procedurals over the past couple of decades. So nobody is used to the way that those shows operated. But if you've seen, you know, Macmillan and Wife and Heart to Heart and The Rockford Files and Columbo, then you have fucking seen Poker Face. It's like combining those with the the conceits of the fugitive, the Incredible Hulk in Highway to Heaven, possibly the prisoner. Mm, not, not really. I mean, nobody's nobody's trapped on an island and you know brainwashed. I mean, uh, drugged and find themselves on a place you know, with a number or anything like that. But it's just you know it, it's it's nothing it's nothing new whatsoever. You know it's. There's what about old... Highlander the series? No, can I have, definitely... can I have that? <laughs> can you get me oh. with this one thing? <laughs> no, w no. Would you consider it like a, a, an homage? Like you know, when he makes a show, like even like the titles and everything are like totally old school. And it's, well, it's, it's just... it, yeah. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly evoking the feel of like a late seventies, early eighties yeah. project. But that's the thing, like. That's not what's being talked about. You know, like I got it right away when you see the title card poker face on it. It's a very old school credit yeah. just right over the thing. Yeah. Just, you know, big old yellow letters with the, the you know, the Roman numeral yeah, year yeah, yeah. copyright at the bottom, all rights reserved. And then you move, you know, keep going. Uh, there's no fanfare, no, no theme. And that's fine. But like people are just going right past that at 75 miles an hour. And they're like, this is fucking this is this is the greatest thing. Like, I, I've never seen such a thing. I'm like, oh, so you didn't have you didn't have like Nick at night or A&E as a kid or, or something then because uh, <laughs> I fucking seen this like there. This is, you know, if you ever especially Columbo, especially the they they. They had to have watched like two full seasons of Columbo before they sat down to write 
poker face. And, and, and Natasha Leone had to have like watched Peter Falk because it's so the mannerisms and everything. Like when she gets to that point where she's like, but just one more thing. <laughs> like, well, even the voice, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's naturally how they both sounded. Like I, I get it, but that had to have played a, a factor into the choice of Natasha Leone as the main character for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and she, and she still is, is, you know, as cute as a button, even with her, it sounds like I smoke three packs of Newports a day voice, but yeah, I mean, give it like five more years and we could easily have her sitting down and reading the princess bride to her fucking grandson. It's a young Ben Savage. Okay. <laughs> Fred Savage, even. Well, well, yeah. I was just thinking, you have to be younger than Fred. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy that said right. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> <laughs> right. Said Fred. Yeah, he um he has issues wearing a shirt. He'll tell you all about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just too sexy for him, you know. <laughs> um. All right, we should probably get into we, this. Yeah. Me. Uh. Do the share. Do the share. The share. Like the, is that anything like the Bartman or? No. Okay. If no, you could no. do it, you're bad like Michael Jackson. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you call me Pudgy Portlio. Stop just to tell you once again who's fat. I, I know this. I know oh. the words to that better than I know bad by Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh. As you, as you should. <laughs> 